good morning, afternoon, and evening. This is something a little different in the FGen experience. It is the first day of August 2021, which means that by the end of this month, the University of Portland will already be back in session for fall semester. And with that brings incoming freshmen that are prepared to hit the books, make new friends, begin the foundations of their careers, and finally put the COVID-19 virus behind them. Some of them also happen to be first-generation college students. Before we go back to releasing new official episodes of the FGen Experience, we felt it was appropriate to welcome these new freshmen through short, compiled tidbits from conversations we've recorded this summer. What does it mean to be first-gen? How must one come to terms with it? Will academics and social life be different as a first-gen student? All of those questions will be answered in what you're about to hear. So without further ado, here's a look at academic advice from voices we heard through Zoom over the course of the summer, including Rosie Ith, May Srao, Grace Hunter, Victoria Vargas, FGen Program Director Matt Daly, and Acting President and Provost Herbert Medina. We hope you enjoy. So, if you have a chance to look back into your freshman year or in the past, what would you tell to yourself, like to your, your mm -hmm. old self? I think the most important lesson or advice I would give to my first year self was to be more confident in who I am. You know, like I didn't realize how much I've accomplished just being an international student and being an FGen. Like those two identities reflect so much on the efforts and the accomplishment that I had. And because, but at that time, I didn't realize those strengths of me just being an FGen and again, international student. And because I was not confident in my identities and the experience that I could have brought to the table, I was not able to showcase my full potential. I think I had foregone so many opportunities as a first year student, mm -hmm. just because I was scared that I was not enough. I was scared that I wasn't belong here. I was scared that my English skills was not acceptable, that people would not understand me. And so I wasn't able to fully participate as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so to those, I think, like international students, obviously to you, May, and to <laughs> yeah. other Afghan students in general as well, if you feel like you don't belong, I just want to dismantle that myth and say that you do belong, like you're here for a reason. And I, I have witnessed that myself. I now know that I'm here for a reason and I do have all these potentials. And so if I could go back and tell my, my first year self, being more confident and trust about who I am and what experience I could bring to the, the table would be my advice. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think similar to your experiences, for me, like in the very first semester, I was so scared as well and I did not fully like participate in like opportunities that I got you mentioned as well because mm -hmm. I thought the same as you like because I was not like in, have enough confidence in myself as well but if I have a chance to go back I will tell myself that do whatever that I want uh, at that time and don't wait until I'm ready or 100% sure because that's not true, right? We, we cannot, uh, we, we cannot like feel, oh, I have my 100% sure, right? We still have some like mistakes. So we just jump right in and, and then learn from that mistake. 
that's what I I want to tell myself and also um be in the present and focus mm-hmm. on what I'm doing because I don't want to be regret in the future because like four years in college goes really fast right so mm-hmm. right now you are arising uh, Sydney already and I already finished my freshman so I still have only three years to go you have only one year and that's, that's not my right so I think yes being in the present and uh, take a get out of the most the opportunity that we can do so that we don't regret when we graduate and get to work go to work at the company we will like equip with a lot of experiences and knowledge so when we see the opportunity, we are able to get that because we have enough knowledge. But if right now, when we have time to learn, we don't learn. When the, the opportunity comes, we cannot get it. So we will feel good. So yeah. But one thing that like I should really start listening to more, especially since I put so much on myself, if you want to ask me questions, is I, uh, I've always been told there are no stupid questions because someone probably has the same question as you and I yeah, really exactly. need to start thinking that to heart and I think a lot of same here use that advice to, <laughs> advice to yeah yeah I yeah I definitely need to take that because you know kind of just like getting out of your head and you're just like okay <laughs> it's it's okay yeah I don't there's no stupid questions I, yeah I personally need to remind myself that all the time <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> but we're working on it it's it's good it's yeah <laughs> we're gonna part get of our growth it is we're always growing we'll always get we'll always get over the hill <laughs> yes but i thought it might be fun to ask you just the advice you have for students here at up advice is always just such great knowledge to, to share especially like lived experience yeah and you know i've mentioned a couple of things making sure that you have an academic posse making sure that you're working with peers making sure that you're thinking of your education as a contact sport, that you're really engaging things. Mm-hmm. I think all of those are just super important. And, and working hard, there's also, there's no substitute for working hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be a lot of times that students will say, oh, I didn't study for that test at all. And to me, that's like, that's not a good thing. You know, I'd rather right. have a student come to me and say, I studied, I studied so hard for this test and I got a B, I'm so happy. I'd rather have that than have a student that comes to me and says, I didn't study at all and I still got to be. No, 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 I'll, I'll value the working hard because I think that down the line, you know, if, if, you, if you think of when you go into the workplace, what is your, what is your supervisor? What is your boss going to want? They're going to want somebody that works really hard. They're not right. going to want somebody that I'm going to do the minimum amount so that I can get by. That's not what, that's right. not what's going to get you that next uh, position. That's not what's going to get you the next raise. It's, it's making sure that you're working hard. One of the things, I mean, I like to sometimes tell students, make sure that you're the hardest worker. I mean, can yeah. you, can you be the hardest worker? And, you know, if, if you've got 10 people all making $20 an hour, and you're one of those people, make sure you're that the person that works the hardest among all yeah. of those that are earning $20 an hour, because you're going to get noticed. Um, how, how do you turn heads? I mean, you know, how do you turn heads? You turn heads by the things you do, by the way you treat people, by how hard you work, mm-hmm. by uh, how, you, um, how you comport yourself, how you communicate, how you listen to others. So making sure that you're the best person that you can be. And that means different things to different people. And that's great that it means different things to different people, but just trying to make sure that giving it your best at every time, uh, every time you have the possibility to do that. I, I love that. I, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. It's just about the, the work ethic, because I think there's certain things 
and this comes a little bit from my athletic background, baseball is a really tough sport. And because there's certain things you really can control. And there's a lot of things in that game that you can't control. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very, it's a, it's a game of failure. You know, you're failing seven out of 10 times as a, as a hitter and you're considered a hall of famer. And, Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of difficult, but I, like, it's funny. I was talking to my, my oldest son, he played little league this, this spring and he was a catcher and he was really struggling trying to figure out like, okay, what, what do I need to do to be a good catcher? And, and I said, you know, the really thing that, you know, there's certain things you can control, you know, like you can control how hard you're going to go back into the backstop and get in the ball and you can control your energy, but you sometimes can't control if the ball goes in your mid or not, but you can control how you react to that and not trying to get too deep. But I think that that's a, it's interesting that you were saying that because as a, as a parent, I'm trying to share, to share that with my own uh, children in the sense that, you know, energy and working hard is something you can control, maybe not the result, but, but I think that knowing that you're sort of in control of that as an individual is sometimes easy and sometimes hard to, to sort of put in perspective, you know, so I, so I appreciate that. I really do. No, that's a great point. You know, uh, yeah, I mentioned to students, you can't control what the professor is going to put on that exam, right. but you can control how hard you're going to study for that exam. Exactly. Or the so, energy you bring, you know, to the, the, to the you classroom, bring. you know, or, or how you show up or um, how curious you are. I think we sometimes forget about curiosity in college. We need to really, you know, curiosity is a good thing. And, we need, and, and I think it's good to be curious. Thank you for listening. This is a fun little side project we've had in the works for a while. And we hope that FGen freshmen find a spark of wisdom in these conversations. Be sure to look out for the full-length episodes coming this fall semester, where we will continue documenting interviews and conversations among the first-generation community at UP. Support for this podcast comes from the Public Research Fellows Program and the First Generation Program of UP's Shepherd Academic Resource Center. The FGen experience at the University of Portland was created by Melanie Moivai. Editing and sound by Jonathan Hart and me, Norman Hilker. Funding provided by the Public Research Fellows Program.